0: We are the Agent Rainmaker community. We are a group of letting agents that have got together and said, you know what? We're not gonna do it like we've always done it. We're gonna do things differently. It was the most amazing experience.
1: It was the best thing that we could have done.
0: The little community that's been created, and it's amazing, you don't get that anywhere else. I think she's the patron saint of letting agents. Without her encouragement, I would never have done this. That is Agent Rainmaker. We see things differently. We see opportunities, not obstacles. We have an amazing guest for you here. We have Mr. Tom Soane. Now, if you don't know who Tom Soane is, you've been living under a brick. <laughs> he's everywhere. He's in pink, he's larger than life, he's louder than life but we know we know tom from being an absolute phenomenal agent rainmaker and he is a guy that has just has this gusto and zest for life that uh, he sees something he sets his sights on it and he gets it and so i thought it'd be a phenomenal guy to come and share his story with us anybody who's in business this is relatable to not just letting agency but anybody who's in business that feels I don't know what else I can do. I've tried everything. I don't know where else to go. I hope this conversation with Tom will give you that inspiration to never give up and get out there and try some new things. Because Tom, today, we're going to have lots of people watching and listening to us that are business owners that are not letting specific, just business in general. And if you think about it, a lot of things that you, the journey you've been on over the last few years relates to anybody. So anyway, I'm going to shut up and I, we've got a few people checking in now and uh, watching us live so they know who you are. Tom Soane, what is your background? Where have you come from? Because you've just literally just appeared in the last year. Where have you come from? <laughs>
1: um, well, where did I come from? So I've been doing estate agency and property for just over 20 years. Um, cut my teeth in a little local estate agent in a place near to me called Fairham and I mean, I was all right. I was pretty good, but that was that. But then in 2012, I decided to launch my own letting agent and my own estate agent, actually. We started off in sales, believe it or not, and lettings was an accident. Um, (laughs) Only because we sold a property to someone who then said, can you manage the property for me? And we went, oh, I don't know, yeah, all right, why not? So we did that, learned as we went. Um, You'll know me as in, in at the deep end, definitely. Um, but then, you know, go back to maybe like 2019, the, the lettings part of the business started doing okay. Um, not great, but okay. It was it was um, 78 grand a year as a lettings business. Um, but we had 88 managed properties. So we were in that little area where we're not really making any money. We're not charging enough money, but we seem to just be running around like crazy. Um, doing everything for anyone. No, yeah, we can do that for you. Don't worry about it. Now I'm
0: going to stop you there because I know there's a big crescendo at the end and you've achieved amazing things just literally since September last year. But let's go back to when you got into the industry. I mean... you you just you took that big leap from being an employee to being self-employed so there's a lot of people thinking about this right now because they've been furloughed they've been um made unemployed or about to be made unemployed they're going to be thinking about going into business on their own from your experience for somebody thinking about going into business on their own what would you say to them
1: don't do it (laughs) no I say do it do you know what jumping into my own business was the best thing I ever did not just because you Everyone wants to get into business because they think they're going to make millions of pounds and they're going to be able to sit on the golf course or not sit on the golf course, just walk around a golf course all day and drive these big, expensive cars. But that wasn't it. I, I went into my own business so that I could do my thing. And I was working for all these employers over the years. And I'd normally work a job for a couple of years, get bored, go on to the next one, have a couple of arguments with managers and because I wanted to do it my way. I always felt like I could do it better. And, and one stands out that I was, uh, I was a little estate agent over in a little place called Purbrook and they asked me to run the entire branch. I was only 21. And they asked me to run the entire branch. And I was going around to all these, uh, bear in mind, this is the beginning of, of um, online property. So I was going around to all these houses, trying to drum up some business and instructions. And everyone was saying to me, it's too expensive, it's too expensive, it's too expensive. So I went to my boss and I said, look, why don't we offer them two packages? Why don't we say one package is where we'll do it all for you. This is in sales, by the way. We'll do it all for you. And another package where we'll advertise it. We'll do all of that and you can do the viewings. And it's much cheaper, saves us time. I can use that time to go and get some more customers. And the boss at the time was like, no, 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 that'll never work. That'll never work. So... Fair enough. That's planted the seed in my head. I went on for another few years, went and worked for Countrywide. Yikes. Um, and did the same thing. And I went to the bosses there and I said, listen, we've now got. we got Rightmove, we've got all of these different places you can advertise property now. We should be offering these people a different package. And no, 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 it'll never work. It'll never work. So I thought, right, sold it. I'm doing it myself. And had a bit of an argument with a few people. And then ran off and set up my own company. Um, But as soon as I, do you know what it was? At the time it didn't seem like a scary thing. I just thought, oh, I'll just go and do it myself then.
0: And then what year was this again?
1: 2000, this was about 2011.
0: Okay, different market, different time.
1: So um, anyway, so yeah, this time happened I realized I've got to do this for myself. So I jumped in, it wasn't actually that scary at the time. I just thought I would just jump in, see what happens. If it all goes tits up, then I'll do something else. Simple as that. So
0: when you first, I mean, you say it's not scary, but I mean, you've just given up a salary Mm. and you've gone into, I mean, did you get funding beforehand? Did you just go straight in and do it low cost and just use your gusto and energy to get it going? I mean, how did you get it going? For anybody thinking of setting up in business, how do you get it going? What do you do? What's that big leap?
1: Well, see, this is when I say it wasn't scary. It wasn't scary at the time when I was making that first jump, right? Because I was just so excited about this new thing I was gonna get into, and I was seeing that I was gonna have hundreds of properties and loads of money, it was gonna be fantastic, everyone's gonna come running to me. So after about two months, when I had two properties on the market, no sales going through, no money coming in, that's when I shit myself. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's when it got scary, yeah. Yeah. So what happened? I mean, how did you, how do you? I mean, I, I absolutely relate to this. And I can remember when I started nine to ninety, it was too bad to the newspaper and wait for the phone to ring. Like, oh, the phone's not ringing. I absolutely relate to this. And I think so many people going into business, oh, it's easy, it's this. And then there's this like everybody has this like bang, this, this brick wall of like realization. I, I'm, I think I know how you dealt with this because I just know you as a character. But I'm going to ask you, what the hell did you do? How did you get past that?
1: Um, so The
0: temptation is to quit, isn't it? And you've probably got the family telling you to quit as well. That usually comes around that time as well. But
1: did that yeah. happen for you or not? Um, so luckily, my family are all pretty, well, most of my family are pretty similar to me. And so I was talking to them and I was saying, you know, what can I do? What can I do? And I suddenly realized that we'll just get more business then. And that was like a penny drop. It was, that was all it was, a penny drop. And I just went, well, i go just to get more business then. So I went running around the city. I was knocking doors. I was doing all the old-fashioned stuff that you had to do back then. I was stealing agents. I was ruthless. But then I started coming up with some new marketing ways. So I was doing, you know, everyone was leafleting back then. So I would start doing some different leaflets and, and giving people advice rather than use us because we're great because we've been going for years and we've got, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I started doing some different types of marketing and that started getting a bit of traction. Um, I would go out to customers and do different things at the valuation. So I would give things like, um, I would show all my workings. Back then you didn't show your research. And so I was showing everything that people could see to kind of discredit the other agents that weren't doing that. This is why it's really
0: quite asked. modern for the time, wasn't it, really? For what you're, what you're describing then is what a lot of agents are getting around to now. But that was really quite something then.
1: Yeah. And it's something I believe in. I think it's just being open, um, especially because nowadays you can have access to all of that information. I think the agents are now more managing the information and interpreting the information that everyone has access to but no, at that time just started doing a few different things but it was a lot of legwork um a lot of phone calls a lot of emails a lot of door knocks and networking and and all that anyway so i just pushed and pushed and pushed built it up to a level where i got my first sale fee in the bank and it was only about a thousand quid or something like
0: that did you celebrate
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, mental. I think I spent it all on alcohol that night. Um, but anyway, so, but what then happened was I got paid for something myself and that was me. And so someone was telling me, oh, you're worth that. So, so I just carried on yet. Yeah, I probably should have quit many, many times. Um, one time that really sticks out because obviously I've got one fee, but I wasn't getting many fees. Um, we started lettings, and but we still weren't selling much on the in the grand scheme of things. We weren't selling much, we weren't, we didn't have many managed lettings. And I remember bailiffs turned up because we hadn't paid a few bills and they locked us out of our office. And that was the point where I said, nah, not, not that's not happening again. I'm not doing that anymore. And I realized I took a little look at the business at that point, and I thought. All I'm doing here is running around, doing the same as everybody else and losing business and not getting the business that everybody else is. Um, because I was going up against the big guys and it was just us, this little tiny little agent. And so all the big guys were saying was, well, "Why are you going with them? They're only tiny and small. So I started picking and choosing customers. I started working harder on those picked and choosed customers. Um, and coming up with ways to market to those customers that I'd specifically targeted. Rather than going after the everything and anything, it was it was a bit like that. Um, so that all stopped. I think I guess I, I took a bit more control of the business and focused it a bit more. And if anybody knows me, that's what I'm like. I, timed, I jump in at the deep end. I do everything at a million miles an hour and scatter gun everything. But then eventually, I end up with this focused accurate venture if you like can you
0: remember that 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 moment where you suddenly thought aha this is it this is this is the thing i've got to focus on and where whereabouts are we in the timeline here when was that and what was it that made you think yes this is what i've got to focus on now this is my niche this is my thing
1: it was about f- 3 years ago i would say uh, what's so 2017 that sort mm-hmm. of area um, realized that we needed to do something a bit more dramatic, so to speak. Um, we, we didn't have any money for marketing. We didn't have any... Um, actually, no, do you know what? I'm going to go through, forward to 2019, actually. That's probably the moment when it all led up to um, where I am now. That's where it started. Because we started seeing that Lettings was actually quite good and quite profitable. Um, but we saw it was very time intensive and where we were at that point wasn't profitable. So at that point we only had a certain number of well you know in lettings you've got a certain number of properties where you're not profitable, you're probably losing a bit from time to time, but you're also working your ass off.
0: You're keeping your head above water, I
1: think is yeah exactly. thing Yeah, exactly. So I looked at that and I thought first of all we're not, you know, there's all these customers, there's all these people that have subscribed to us. Um we got to start making more of it. So we started focusing a bit more on getting buy-to-let investors from sales, getting them into managed, tenant finding. We were doing a lot of tenant finding. Um, and when I started speaking to landlords more often than sellers, that's when you start realizing, oh, I quite like this. I quite liked all the law about it. And um, I quite like, it's a weird, sounds really stank. But I quite like the status that I knew the law and you don't. And I'm teaching you about this law and how to stay compliant and legal, but also you're dealing with investors. And and that got me going as well, because I wanted to be an investor and I wasn't at that point. Um, And I wanted to, so then I wanted to focus more on speaking to investors, speaking to landlords, but I was still trying to grow the letting agent, still trying to grow the estate agent. Also I was doing viewings and valuations and, all of those things. So I had no time to do anything else. And I and I kind of got stuck. So I think in 2019, I got I realized I was stuck. And that's the point that was the 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 pivot, if you like.
0: So what we say in the business world, then you were too busy working in the business to actually focus on growing the business. You're running around like a crazy thing. You're keeping your head above water, but there is a, a thought process of what's the point because at that when you're running a business like that when you're running around like a crazy person and your head's just above water you actually may as well go and get a job because you haven't got the stress and you haven't got the responsibility and the liability you may as well just go and get a job somewhere but when you're a character like you Tom you know there's challenges with that so you've got two choices you either quit go and get a job stay as you are which is not a good place to be or you make that change and I think that's that's when we met in around 2019 wasn't it I think because I saw this person when I met you it was just like I could just see this ball of energy and you wanted somewhere to throw this energy but you're just like I've got to do this and this and this and this and this and this this." it's like no Tom do that
1: (laughs) do you know that that's why I went back to 2019 just then because that was the point where I had all this energy I had all this drive but and I knew kind of where I wanted to go but I didn't really know how to get there or what to do but the business was losing money as well so not only am I fighting fires here and trying to grow the business but not having any time to grow the business it was almost like all I was doing was viewings and inspections and inventories and maintenance bloody all of this stuff 10 all pound an hour
0: jobs shit. they're just oh. menial jobs aren't they so there's on the tools basically
1: Exactly. And then you're getting calls at eight o'clock at night from tenants that have locked themselves out. So I'd have to drive to the office, get the keys, do all those things. And it was, it was, I almost felt stuck that I wasn't making any money. And all right, we were keeping the business open just, but I wasn't making any money. And I had no time to do anything about it. That's where I felt like I was. And I think that's when, you know, it was a bit of timing, really. I wanted to do marketing. I had all these ideas, but I just had no time to do it. Then the tenant fee ban comes along and fucking
0: hell. So for those of you that don't know what that is, that's all letting agents across the country, or in England particularly, uh, were about to lose 25% of their revenue. So, yeah, that was a big, uh, big panic moment. That was I mean, June last year, was it? Two, June 2019.
1: It was, yeah. And, and that part, I remember seeing this at the beginning of the rumors of the tenant fee ban. I remember looking at that thinking, nah, that's never gonna come in. Nah. And then it we gets know. either A lot of people thought that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that never I think, happen. <laughs> I think everybody thought that. Only a few people, I guess, didn't. But anyway, so I was looking at that thinking, nah, that can't come in. They can't ban tenant fees. That's we deser- we deserve that. We're providing a service. And uh, then it came in. <laughs> That's. <sucked>. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> see that one going. <laughs> so I start having all these ideas of right. We need to make more money. Then, geez, we just lost. um Yeah, it was about thirty percent of our revenue for us. Mm. um So we just lost that, and I started thinking. Well, we need to get some more revenue from somewhere. I don't know how we're going to do that, other than just going and getting more clients. So I didn't have any time to do that and do everything we were doing. So. I, at that point, I thought, well, we're gone. That's us, but we're, we're out. Um, so we managed to scrape through, and I probably didn't tell you this at the beginning, but it was AR or dead. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> you um, didn't tell me that, Tom. For those of you who don't know, AR is Tom joined our Agent Rainmaker program in uh, October last year, I October, think. yeah, that's it. AR is joined our ARX program, to be exact, yeah. <laughs>
1: So I took a punt and...
0: Uh, it's amazing what comes out after the fact, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone, will you? No, uh, no one's
0: listening. You're okay. Nobody knows. <laughs> we
1: were we were ducking and diving from bailiffs here and, you know, this, that and the other. Mm. And I don't mind sharing that because it's not the case now. So, which is awesome. But anyway, so um, I saw, I, I'm pretty sure it was a tenant v fee ban video that I saw of yours that's saying, oh, you could beat the 10 ban etc etc et cetera, et cetera. So I signed up for the booklet uh, or the guide, sorry, got that, got a call from Christian. I'll never forget that call. I was in my car um, and then he booked me onto your one day workshop, which is only 90 quid or 95 quid, whatever it was. And then um, as it happened before the workshop, that workshop got canceled um, because of the venue. And then you gave me free tickets to AR Live, Agent Raymaker Live. And I thought, well, yeah. Three-day
0: events, that's a pretty good deal, actually. I know,
1: I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So at the time, I'm not going to lie to you, Sally. At the time, I thought, oh, yeah, okay, another training thing or another selling thing. Someone's going to sell me this, sell me that. But you know what? What else could I have done? I had this free ticket to go and see something. And by that time, I'd heard a little bit about, a little bit more about Agent Rainmaker, seen what it was about a bit more. And it seemed to be about increasing revenues and new strategies and replacing the tenant fee, uh, those sorts of things. Um, so I thought, well, I haven't got anything to lose. I've got free tickets and I either get some ideas or I'll just close up and do something different. I'd had many offers of jobs from other people. Um, but I didn't want to work for anyone. That's not
0: no, I don't think you're the type, really, to be fair.
1: <laughs> no, and not for any other reason than I always see a in my mind sees a better way to do things or, or a way that I'm more comfortable doing things. And, and that makes employers uncomfortable, and I can understand that. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, anyway, so got to Agent Raymaker Live and I was just I remember so vividly, I was sat right at the back, and all of these people. We're talking about their own success stories, and I'm thinking, yeah, 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 all right, all right. Um, and then a couple of the speakers, and you included, a couple of the speakers gave me a few little tips that just made me put my head up a little bit and go, okay, that was good. I like that. That makes sense. Um, and I, and the problem was at that point, I had a load of ideas, but in hindsight, I realised I needed some accountability. I needed support. I needed um, a bit of a push, maybe in the right direction, some new strategies, some new ideas. Um, and when when you offered the AR, Agent Rainmaker Accelerator Group, uh, the Agent Maker Accelerator Program, I was kind of sold on that. I thought, well, I can't afford this, but I've got to go for it. I've just got to jump in and then hope it works. So Again, I'm not going to lie to you, Sally, after those, if I hadn't have done something pretty quick, you'd have been chasing me for arrears. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you joined the program. What, what, what happened after that? Because I know where, where are you now? So let's give us a snapshot and then tell us, let's talk about how you got here. So
1: right.
0: you, you were about 80 properties under management um, around September last year. You were pretty much head above water, but thinking of quitting. Where are you at now? And then let's look at how you got there, because I know you've achieved amazing things in that time.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's the, the exciting part, isn't it? But it is. and that's why I'm smiling.
0: <laughs> oh, you're always smiling by the way. I've <laughs> I, I, never I, stopped I, smiling. I've never seen you grumpy. You even gave a presentation at a summit with a can of beer or bottle of beer. I've never seen that before in my life.
1: <laughs> you are a character, Tom. Brilliant. Yeah, I wasn't sure how that was going to go down, but anyway, but yeah. So, um, uh, so AR live, what was that? That was October, wasn't it? That was the beginning of October. Um, and then I went on the boot camp. So I signed up straight away. And I actually paid for that bit, that first on my credit card, because I just thought, Ur. and then I was going to break it to my business partner later and just <laughs> tell him, well, I've done this. <laughs>
0: <refreshing> um, <time. laughs>
1: and uh, so, anyway, I, I went to the boot camp. That was at the end of October. So, four days of, I mean, that was just action packed, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Absolutely, probably, I mean, I would argue in any thing that I've ever done, that was probably the most eye-opening and um, crammed with learning period of my life that I've ever been in. And so also- just a
0: business, business founder, From a business owner's point of view, the boot camp for those that don't know what it is, is just basically a four-day programme where we take your business apart and put it back together again. And what for you, what was the, the thing that you made This is what I've been doing wrong. This is what I need to change. Was there a thing, a couple of things? What was the thing that you thought, wow? Because usually at boot camp, there's like, there's so many light bulb moments, but was there one or two that just really stood out as like, this is going to change the next few years?
1: Two main ones. I mean, the first one, if you're talking strategies, was the amount of stuff my agency was doing for free. Right. And it was a huge, I'd probably say half our time was spent doing things for landlords that was free. Mm-hmm. Um, I just told you one earlier on, just even for tenants, you know, tenant locked themselves self out of the property, eight o'clock at night, I'd get up and go to the, and just do that because that's what you did. That's what we do. Landlord asking me to drive a set of keys up to them in Guildford because they need a spare set. Yeah, yeah, no problem, Mr. Landlord, because that's what you do. Anyway, so that was one big thing. But that, that thought of not doing things for free leads on to more stuff doesn't it that's not that's not just the strategy the strategy is almost your your product is your time in lettings so that's what that led to but probably even bigger than that as a business owner and this is the same I think in any business is the mindset shift and you know I'll put a lot to in for this as well um, because before all of this as a business owner, you start getting absorbed into your business and you start feeling the restrictions of your business. Mm -hmm. Um, And then your own insecurities come out. I'm scared of doing that. I mean, for me personally, I was, believe it or not, I was absolutely terrified of opening myself up for criticism, for ridicule, doing anything publicly like this, this would, no, no, this wouldn't, just wouldn't happen, Um, which is weird. But then I got this, this, I think it's the title of a book, but Tosin told it to me and he said, feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> now, I then immediately remembered back to AR Live when I was this huge lump sat at the back of the <laughs> car, sat at the back of the group, not taking part in anything. In fact, looking at everybody else and thinking, oh, look at you all dancing and jumping about like idiots. Now you <laughs> Um, all this music blaring and everyone jumping up and down. And it was, it was all this, it was totally alien to me. But I sat at the back saying, I'm not getting involved in that, what's going on? And then when I heard that phrase, feel the fear and do it anyway, that was at the end of AR Live. And so I came to boot camp with a totally different mindset. I thought, I then felt embarrassed. I thought, I'm, I'm the one that looks like an idiot. Because <laughs> I'm sat there hiding at the back. But again, that opens the doors to everything else. So I came to the boot camp with the mindset shift of, if I'm scared of it, I'm going to do it. And then see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? And I've kept that. That's probably been the biggest change for me that I got from AR, Agent Raymaker, is I can do anything I want. Absolutely anything. doesn't matter if I'm scared of It doesn't matter if I'm not. I can do it.
0: Would you say that's empowering?
1: Oh, it's massive. And it's massive for me because it's led to everything that I'm sure I'm about to tell you. But it's also, I then install that in my team. So my team have their own insecurities, and all of it is based on fear, isn't it? Everyone's insecurity is fear. So. It's an
0: idea because some of the business owners here have got staff and they're probably wishing their staff would step up and take accountability. And would you say it's what you do that makes them do that, or is it them? What, what have you done to get your team to step up and feel that accountability and, and take action? What have you, what, what would you say you've done differently to achieve that? Because that's a big thing for a lot of businesses. They they complain that their staff are just not really pulling their weight. They're not they're not taking responsibility. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm paying them and doing the job myself. I'm dragging them along. I know you've broke those barriers. So what have you done? is it leading by example is it is it little conversations is it what is it
1: um i don't know about leading by example i guess they would be better to answer that but i do think that empowering your staff to have their own responsibility and hold themselves accountable for things and and owning things and i know a lot of business owners do that but i don't think business owners do it enough and i'll give you a couple of examples here my uh my lettings manager so some people call it a tenancy manager, I call it a lettings manager, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's a young fella, and before all of this, he would just do what I told him to do on a daily basis, task, 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 task. Now, and I'll get back to this in a second, but um, I've given him a project that we've called New Look Lettings, which I'll tell you a bit about later. But um, And at the beginning, Hayden would ask me, what do you want me to do about that? What do you want me to do about this? And I would say, you make the decision. What's best for the business? You decide. Now, he knows his parameters. He knows his boundaries. But now, he has taken that whole project and he's seen it through. And it's now, and we meet regularly and we discuss it and we set strategies. But I'm not doing it. He's doing it and he owns it and he's proud of it because he built it. And it's the same with um, the sales guys. Uh, there's another one there's another one of my guys called paul you would never catch him doing a video and now he's doing videos and he's taking photos and because it's more about talking to them and and helping them understand what they're scared of and what he's scared of is looking silly but actually i'm showing him what the client sees and i'm saying look this is what I, i felt the same so look at what i'm doing you can do it too Another girl, Kerry, she's she's now starting to get into um, talking to investors and valuations and she was a neg before. So I think it's that little bit of empowerment and giving someone belief. You believe in, in them. I know you can do this. And if you make a mistake, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it.
0: Amazing. It and, and it. How does it feel having a team that takes control like that now compared to where you were just take yourself back for a second this type of team to the time mean, it rings very true with there's a book I read and it's a phenomenal book guys if you're listening i definitely recommend you get it is called extreme ownership and it's exactly what Tom's talking about here is a bit like the um SAS they work in small teams of say five people and they're giving a target go and take that building and they make their own rules not to go and they go and do that and what you've created there is your own SAS crack team, so to speak. There's your product. There's your product. Off you go. And, it, and it's empowering as a business owner because it gives you that time and that freedom to then not be answering loads of stupid questions all day and to be able to focus on what needs to be focused on. So how does how does that feel now from your perspective? What's that? What, what have you done with that freedom? What's that giving you the opportunity to do as a result of that?
1: Well, first of all, it makes me feel more successful. Um, because I don't think you realize, as a business owner, I don't think you realize how important it is for you not to be involved. I don't mean, you, you get what I mean by that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, it makes me... Not involved in
0: everything, I think, is the, is the bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Need to be involved, um, but not in everything.
1: <laughs> so it definitely makes me feel more successful. It gives me the freedom to be able to go and focus on the parts that I'm good at and growing businesses and setting the strategies and, you know, all of those types of things that I'm interested in and that I'm good at, I can focus on that because I know that Hayden's looking after new look lettings, Sam's looking after growth of, of new clients. You've got Paul's looking after them. Anyway, you, you get where I'm going. That's from the first side. From the so second there's a
0: task side- allocated to everybody and there's somebody allocated to every task.
1: Well, I kind of treat it as projects. So everybody at all times has their own project that they're always working on. Um, and we set these projects, like sometimes it might be a monetary product, project where you've got to grow the company um, by, I don't know, 25 grand this month, whatever it may be. But then you've got the the higher level project, project, which are things like new look lettings. And um, so we've just done the same in sales. So we're doing new look sales now. And the team are empowered to take on that that project and do it all right there's guidance involved but now i don't have to keep saying what do i do after this thing what do i do after this thing what do i do after that how do i fix this what do i do here um they what get does that
0: mean for you what does that mean for you then what can you do
1: now well it frees me up to uh, to concentrate on the good stuff doesn't it so i love marketing i love i love the business side of business meaning the growth and the strategy and the planning and the implementing and Delegating, and that's the bit I like. And, and I think that's what I'm best at. I'm, you know, I'm okay in front of a customer. I can go and do a ton of valuations today, and I'll probably get a few customers. But actually, I'm better at having a team of 10 doing valuations. And, you know, but.
0: So let's, let's, so. let's just, just ask you a question then. So if you go back to um, when you were head above water, how much time were you spending thinking about the business strategy, growth? In an eight hour day, because you were running around doing keys and things like that. Were you were you thinking about that? Was it a thing or was that just being, were you, were you more a letting agent than you were a business owner? What, what was the
1: difference? Absolutely more an agent than a businessman, that's for sure, but always wanted to be a businessman rather than the agent um but
0: did you think you were a businessman because a lot of people think they're business people when they're they're in their office doing doing the task the 10 pound an hour task They think they're a business person but in reality they're just a whatever whatever their particular business is they've not made that leap to becoming a business owner it doesn't matter what business you put under here whether it's a cake shop a letting agency a hairdresser, or whatever a business owner they haven't made that leap and though it's it's a i think this is a big mindset shift do you want to be a Insert whatever it is you do, or do you want to be a business person? That is the biggest mindset shift. And to me, that's what you're describing here. You've made that shift.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a roller coaster. So when I first started, I felt like the ultimate businessman. I thought, wow, I've got this business. I, I you know, I don't have to do anything anymore. And then, you know, <laughs> um, that was the weirdest time as well, because you, 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 start this business and you've got no money coming in but you think you've got absolute freedom Mm. and then very quickly you realize you haven't so so that was my start of my downfall um where I thought I was this untouchable business person I was going around telling all my friends that I was a businessman and all this had all these ideas and then you actually get stuck in the business so you're not a businessman anymore so whilst I still felt like I was a good businessman I wasn't being a good businessman I was I was an employee of my own company, uh, or, you know, working for the landlords and, and sellers. But, but then after all this, you start to feel like you can be a businessman again, because you can start delegating, you can start strategizing and systemizing and, and all of the things you always, the reasons why you wanted to get into being a businessman in the first place, you can start doing, um, well I can start doing now. So, It was a bit of a roller coaster, but I don't think I'd change a thing because I wouldn't have got to where I am.
0: Is there anything that, you know, for the listeners here, um, you could say, I mean, like every hour that you spend is precious. Is there anything that you you say to yourself to really make sure that you're spending that hour wisely? Because I just want to say here, a lot of people, when they get to this point, the next mistake a lot of people make is they go and spend it on the golf course or whatever, whatever. And actually, that means the business, again, will stand still. But I know you don't do that. I know that every hour that you're awake, you're focusing on something that'll move, move the business forward. So do you have a saying to yourself or is there something in your head or what is it that keeps you every hour working on the business and doing something to push forward? Do you have a mantra? Do you have a thing?
1: Um, well, I, do you know, what I used to do that as in I used to, um, you know, if we, was, if we had a good day, I'd be off on the golf course. Um, or if I couldn't be bothered that day, I'd be off on the golf course. And this is, this is a while back, but I would always go and do those things and then finish the game of golf and think, shit, what are we doing? Come on, get, what are you doing? Get on with it. Get on with it. <laughs> but, but now, do you know what? I just, I don't necessarily have something that pushes me back into working on the business because now I do what I love doing. If you give me, if, you know, if my wife said to me, right, I'm taking the kids away for two days I'd work because I love it. It's my favourite thing to do. In any of so, I now see it as leisure, and and just this is this is just fun for me. Um, whereas it wasn't before. Fun for me is not organising gas safety certificates and bloody, you know, doing viewings with with foreign students who can't understand a word I'm saying. That's that's not fun. But fun for me is. Coming up with a new strategy, a new marketing thing, systemizing that, improving that, training this, that's fun for me. So so now I think to myself, I suppose you could say, I think to myself, let's have some fun. Do something you want to do. And that's probably the, the most important part. And I don't think a lot of business people can say that because they're I know loads of business owners and they're doing exactly the same as I did. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm by any means perfect or a success yet, but I feel like a success because I'm enjoying my life. I love what I do. I've got a bit of money now. And yeah, it's just, it's all going in the right direction. But there was, it, do you know what really changed it actually was when we, after that boot camp. oh, by the way, that boot camp as well, gave me people that I would call friends now forever mm. do you know what I mean you wouldn't have expected that and I think it's because everybody was in the same boat and everybody and that's probably what I needed mm. a group of people who are all in the same situation as me all have the same ideas and ambitions um, but the same restrictions and coming away from, I spent a large part of that boot camp drunk as well
0: Hey, that seems to happen a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> <That's a thing.
1: laughs> yeah. So, and then now, even now, I, I speak to a lot of the other rainmakers a lot, and we share ideas and we bounce things around. And I, I'm doing a couple of deals with with some of the the agent rainmakers as well. Um, so, you you need that. I think you need that as a businessman. I think a, a big pivot point for me. I'm loving this pivot word at the moment. By the way, good word. A big pivot point for me was when um, was when I realized that I don't have to be, you know, a good businessman isn't someone who is, well, it's all got to be about, it's all got to be me. You know, I, I do it all my way. A good business, person. in fact, I would argue most business people have a mentor. Most business people have had training and mm-hmm. learned from this person and studied that. In fact, I would argue what businessman hasn't. No. So
0: none of us are finished products, are we? We're all learning. Well that that was I think when you stop learning, you start going backwards. We should all still be learning.
1: Yeah, I think so. And and it's quite enjoyable, isn't it? But I think that was the point for me when as well. When becoming part of Agent Rainmaker, it was all a good timing thing. Um, I was in a position where we were probably just gonna end up just dying and closing it down and doing something else, but um Actually, then I'm in a group where I'm all of a sudden accountable. So I've got Kate breathing down my neck. I've got you breathing down my neck. Uh, Have you done this yet? Have you done that yet? But but I'm now accountable for my own goals. And I've got someone and and a group of people that I can share ideas with, learn new things from, test ideas on. Um, And that's when I think I became a businessman. When When I opened my mind and I was able to let my ego go a little bit and not be afraid of learning from everyone. And now I just want to listen to what everybody knows. I want to know everything everybody knows and see if I can implement it. So um, what you're
0: describing there is going from closed mind to open mind. I mean, I, I can remember it I've been in, uh, in business, various business. I've run letting agencies, I've run a franchise or run a media company and an events and coaching company. So four companies, all very different sort of um, industries. But I can remember in my original letting agency, 15 years in, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was the bee's knees, the dog's bees. I was the best of everything. No one could teach me anything. There's no point going any courses. What could you possibly teach me? I knew everything. But you know what? I was so wrong. And yet so many people get into that space. And it was only when I opened my mind and started looking, I could think, oh, maybe we could franchise. Maybe we could do media. Maybe we could do, maybe we could do this. And it just went 10X in that period of time. And it was just literally through opening those that mind. And once you open that mind, the possibilities are endless. And I think that's where you're at. The possibilities for you. Every day there's a new idea. There's something new. Because all of a sudden this door has just opened. And it's just such a feeling, isn't it, Tom? such a feeling
1: massive feeling and and it opens your mind and your life as well because now all of a sudden you have this feeling of I can do anything and once you've got that feeling that's unstoppable nobody can take that from you and especially when you you know my mum always used to say to me that we could do I was raised to believe that I can do everything but it's not until you reach a certain point of understanding what that actually means. It means that you can do anything. So go and I can learn it, go and understand it, go and learn from other people that are doing it and don't be afraid of that. I always used to think, no, I, I, I can do it all. I can do it all myself. I can do everything myself. I know it all already, or if I don't know it, I'll figure it out for myself. Um, and so that's when all this became fun for me because now I love, learning about what other people have done and how they've done it and their own strategies and ideas. And I don't have to agree with it, but it gives you a bit of a different perspective. Um, But do you know what? That just reminded me of talking about opening your mind. So my journey, right? So we've gone from totally closed mind businessman or business owner stuck in the business, not making any money, doing everything constantly except for being a businessman then all of a sudden taking a big punt on agent rainmaker um without the permission of my business partner at the time i'd love sorry, to have that mate. conversation <laughs> sorry mate if you're watching um <laughs> it was worth it <laughs> um anyway so then going to this boot camp meet all these people mind open and then i went on that bloody marketing course didn't i <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> You had to do it Um, (laughs) where I found out about funnels, which, you know, um, that was, do you know what? That was probably the final bit. The final piece of the jigsaw for me was I had now an open mind. I had all these friends in a similar position to me, like-minded people. I had accountability for my own goals and I had guidance and mentorship. Um, And then I just learned about funnels, but it wasn't necessarily just funnels. It was more about, marketing in general and how i can do new things in anything i want because all of a sudden you probably got the same sally where you just all of a sudden realize i can do something for that i can do a funnel for that i can do a funnel for that and i again so i'm combining all of that with this sense of absolute i can do anything to now i can market anything and that's just that's dangerous for me (laughs) um but yeah, so, so that, was, that was kind of mental. And then I went mental on funnels. Um, I made, well, I made tons, tons of funnels. Um, but again, that's what I'm like. I go straight in at the deep end. I go all out, million miles an hour. And then I end up with a really focused thing. And, and I actually think that's, there's probably a really good little business lesson in there for somebody. You know, go all out. Why not? well i think
0: the the lesson in there really is that you when you first start something new you don't know which one's going to work and if you just absolutely focus on one thing it might be the wrong thing mm -hmm. so your approach is probably very similar to many business owners approach and myself included try lots of different things see which one is the best one and and flow with that and that's what you did you built i think it was 100 funnels in a month or something crazy you just went absolutely ballistic and of course they're not all running and they did not work but you got the odd three or four or five that really did and, and you're running with it and that and if you'd only stuck at four or five, it might've been the wrong four or five and they might never have worked for you. So... I mean, you're you absolutely cracking with that. It was brilliant. So come on, we've got, we've got 10 minutes left. So tell us, what, where are you at now? You, you've, you've been on this phenomenal journey. You're odd properties. You're ahead of water. You're about to quit and give up. You've broken your business to pieces. You've put it back. You've opened your mind. You've looked at the possibilities. You've gone like a madman, looking at all these different things, learning and embracing from loads of people. Where are you now, Tom? What's, 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 what's the numbers? Where are we at?
1: All right, so I'll break that into two areas. Number one, as a businessman, I feel like a businessman now. I feel like I I can choose where I work, wherever's more productive at that time. I come into the office, I feel like the staff are having a good time because they're all empowered in their own way, in their own projects, and they're loving that. Um, so I feel like it's a good business now. It's, I'm, And I'm a good, happy businessman, I. I'm loving life. Let's just say, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm totally busy, but I'm busy with stuff that I want to do, and I don't mind that. It's those things that you're doing. You don't mind being up at midnight when you're, you know, doing the things that you want to do, right? Um, so, from a businessman's perspective, I'm at that stage where I can do anything I fucking want. I can add whatever product I want to my business, and and I also am thinking strategically. I'm thinking systematically. Um, I map out a business in my head before doing anything new. So, you know, that's fantastic. Um, everyone really wants to know the actual stuff, don't they? (laughs) They want to know.
0: Yeah, of course they do. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So where I started, um, we were a, it was about 78 grand a year as a lettings business, um, which wasn't great considering we had 88 managed properties. So we weren't charging a lot. For the properties that we had, and we weren't making enough money as a business. Um, so after boot camp, uh, we started off with fees, increasing the fees. Um, I just bit the bullet. Mind you, that was something that every business owner thinks they should do and could do, but don't mm-hmm. uh, because they're scared of losing landlords. Well, okay, we were too. And after boot camp, it took us a couple of months to actually do it. But then when we did, we bit the bullets, went for it. Did it increase the fees, and we had two of our landlords kicked off just two and both of them were my friends.
0: <laughs> Can you I believe that? it? Now, really. I know.
1: <laughs> um, so we went from uh, increasing fees and including certain charges. We went from a 78,000 a year business to 114,000 a year business in nice one
0: sweet. month with no extra work. Um, that's good,
1: it was fantastic. Then we started upselling and then we got really tough on everything we were doing for free. Um, And our sole focus was increasing the revenue so that we could then have something to work on, increase profits. We increased our own time. It was more efficient. Everything became systemized. um, And as I said, everyone had their own delegated area of the business. And, uh, And then in three months, so from, we didn't really start implementing until December last year. And then in three months, we'd gone up to 138 grand a year business through new customers, increased fees, added products and services.
0: That's nearly double.
1: I mean, it doesn't stop there either, Sally. To be honest, Um, nearly
0: double in three months, yeah. Yeah. Not bad.
1: Yeah, not bad. You
0: can do better, (laughs) though, Tom, can't you? You can do better. I'll take
1: it. I'll (laughs) take it. Um, Well, I'd have been happy with that, to be fair. But um, but then I came out of the business more and I have nothing to do with the day to day anymore. In fact, I get offended when I get phone calls from customers and that's when you'll see me grumpy. (laughs) Um, So we were doing, we must have been generating about three or four, maybe two to four leads a month. And that was good, we were happy with that. Um, Now we're bringing in about five a day. now, bearing in mind, before we were we were doing all these funnels and we're getting all these leads, and some of them are good, some of them bad, you know, but they're all in our nurture system now. And a big shout-out to Benjamin Churchill, by the way, who has built my latest funnel, which is an online sales valuation funnel. Oh, that's a good funnel. Mm. It's brilliant. Now, again, it's cheap as chips. You're going to get tons of people filtered into your Uh, funneled into your uh, nurture programs but anyway so we're now starting to see the leads come through from our nurturing and and it's a different type of lead people are contacting me saying oh thanks for that information by the way do you know anything about this can you help me with that and that's those are the leads that are worth thousands because now
0: they they know you they trust you they've built a relationship with you because they've been watching you so that's
1: been that's been a real eye-opener i get people message me every day emailing me every day asking for advice on lettings and then saying look when this when i come out of this contract we'll come over to you i'm just about to buy a property would you mind coming out and helping me with that that's a different type of lead um but another big thing was at the boot camp you probably remember this when you showed us how to um buy other agents yeah and you made me text mm-hmm. that- those agents, so we we found out a couple of contacts. I made you,
0: I stood over you and (laughs) fought you, did I,
1: yes? (laughs) (laughs) So one of those agents that I contacted a few months ago came back to me and said, I'll be interested in a conversation. And three weeks ago, I completed that purchase. And so now um, from, I wouldn't know, I would never have done that, never have done that. So now we've got two agents, um got about just under 300 lettings wow from
0: 80 88 to 300
1: yep um (laughs) which is crazy but the um, how
0: many years would it have taken you have to grown to that level in the old oh oh, years years?
1: (laughs) now i would have given up um so what have i done now so if we i'll give you my forecast for the end of this year taking into account Um, All the strategies from boot camp, all the marketing stuff from the marketing course, uh, acquisition, our buy to let service and lettings and sales. We're going to be five hundred and fifty four thousand pound a year business by the end of this year. That's if we keep going the way we are going now. Um, but Guys,
0: can we just give, can we just give Tom a massive well done? Those of you that are watching, just say well done. That's awesome. That's absolutely amazing. so. That's from seventy eight to five hundred and forty. That's about four hundred and seventy thousand pound increase in six seven months.
1: It's ridiculous. <laughs> If you, if you'd In you six, that,
0: seven <laughs> months, I mean, that's like almost a hundred grand a month, Tom. That's insane. If you just said that
1: to me, back at the beginning of all this, I'm going to put my
0: that. prices up.
1: Am <laughs> <No, laughs> I <not> charging <laughs>
0: you enough?
1: You're get a profit <laughs> share, Sally. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, and missed the trick there. <laughs>
1: if you'd have said that to me at the beginning of all this, because at the beginning you think, okay, we'll increase the fees, we'll charge more for this, we'll charge more for that. If you'd said to me, I was going to go from where I was to a half a million pound business. And it's still not a great big deal. I'm not thinking that's the end. You know, we're just going to keep going. But if you'd have said that to me at the beginning, I'd have probably disagreed with you. I'd have been skeptical. But now I've seen it just through acquisitions, through added services, different strategies, different mindset, different mentality. Now I think it's got to be a million by March, April next year. It's got to be. Um, but the best part about it all right this is this is the bit i love i'm most proud of this i have reinvented the lettings business
0: it's the future is it tom this is where we're going is it this is my
1: future anyway okay um so i decided as a big ambitious mission that we were going to buy this new letting agent we were going to go from um we're going to well, I uh, can't remember what we were actually at, at that time but we're going to go up to 300 managed properties and before we bought that company we had two staff running lettings there was sam and hayden um, and my mission was to buy that carry on managing it and not take on any more staff and we've done it and that is it so it is now being managed and we have outsourced everything and we now have managers managing managers so we have sam and hayden their job Well, Hayden, actually, Hayden is the one running the lettings, running 300 lettings on his own. Mm. Because he's now managing systems. He's managing managers. He's managing VAs. He's got um, various uh, technology. VAs.
0: VAs. VAs. Doing everything,
1: yeah. So every day he comes in and he's got a process of managing those management systems. And I think we can do 500 managed lettings with Hayden running it which means Sam focuses entirely on growing new landlords from the leads that I'm generating. So we did it and it's fantastic. And seeing that grow, it's just, it's mind blowing.
0: And yet I'm just going to challenge you on that because I, and I know what you're saying because so many people say the same because, um, at Agent Rainmaker, you saw probably 15 different letting agents that have done what you've just done that have gone from, zero to 1.2 million or added an extra 2 million or added half a million or 250,000 or a hundred K or 750 K when you saw them, let's go back last year, when you saw them, did you think, yeah, right. What a load of crap. Or did you, <laughs> to be honest with me now, cause this is good research for me. Yeah, I mean, did, yeah. did you think you were sitting at the back with your arms folded? Look at these idiots jumping up and down and you were in that like skeptical closed mind place. What did you think when you saw these people sharing their stories last year?
1: Um, I was mixed. So at the beginning, when I first started watching them on stage and giving their presentation, they were all structured in the same way. So I I could see that there was a a presentation structure. But I could also hear the the sincerity in what they were saying. They had just been helped to present it. Mm -hmm. So the more I watched them, the more I realised, yeah, these are true things. These, These guys have done these things. And all that's happened is they... Have just had help in presenting it to everybody else. So at first I was a bit sceptical, and then I started being won over a little bit more. Um, in fact, the one that really got me was Sat and Cam. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. Yeah, and and at the end, I remember that was I loved them too. They were like pretty like aren't they? They deck, aren't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of it, they opened some questions up to the to the to the audience, and I asked him something along the lines of did it really work or how quickly did it work that's it and now I had him on the spot i half believed what everybody was saying and then I had him on the spot and he said I can't remember exactly what he said now he said oh first month straight away we did this 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 and this first month straight away and that's when I realized these are all true stories and I hope if anyone's watching this that this I is, think sat, uh,
0: Sat's watching,
1: actually. Oh, is he?
0: Hi, <laughs> <Bye>, sat. Bye.
1: <laughs> but I think I think now, if anybody's watching this, look. If I can motivate anybody else to do what I've done and more and different and better, I still look at this and I think it's a great achievement so far. But it's not where I want to be. I want to be challenging soon. I want to be. I want to be the tip top. I want to buy agents around the country. I want to go as far as it can go. Um, And now I feel like I can now, you know, um, and I think if anyone's going to get some motivation from this, then it doesn't matter where you are actually at all. If you've got no money, don't worry about it. You don't need it. In fact, all you need to do is get started. And actually Rob Moore has got a brilliant book called start now, get perfect later. I love that. What a lot.
0: Very wise. words. Yeah. Fantastic. And I just want to say, you know, Tom, you have been an absolute pleasure to work with as well. I mean, just you have just got that enthusiasm and that just that attitude that can do attitude, no matter what anybody shares. You're just like, I'm there. I'm going to go and do it. Nothing stops you. Nothing holds you back. But as you've just described in this conversation, you weren't there. And I just want to just anybody who's listening who's thinking I can't You know, doubt, self-doubt, mental doubt, team doubt, anything like that. It all comes and it all starts with just opening that mind, putting yourself perhaps in the right environment, whatever that be, get yourself in a place where people can give you new ideas and give you suggestions. And one thing I always say to people in my rooms is, is when the mind starts going, oh, that won't work for me. I could never do that. You've got to watch that because that's the thing that's holding you back. That's our preconditioned that is holding us back. You've got to watch that and turn that off and make sure you're going, well, maybe I could. And just say, could I? Because that's what Tom has done. And to get from 78K business to over 500K business in less than six months is an absolute phenomenal tour. I don't know if it's a record, but it's pretty damned awesome. Sue and your 2 million, phenomenal result. I think you might have somebody uh, on your tails or certainly on his way Um, but tom you've been amazing any final words for the listeners any top tips on anybody in business what you would say your top three things to bear in mind for them just to take away from this chat
1: yeah um you know what bailiffs can knock your door and your bank can default your loans and people can come after you for whatever money they want but they won't stop you breathing They won't stop you walking and they won't stop you getting up and doing it because you can do it. All those people can do what they like, but actually they don't stop you. They only stop your business and your business is you. So you can get up and go, come on, let's do it. Take (laughs) on the chin and get up and go for it.
0: Absolutely amazing words there. Tom, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank Thank you for everybody tuning in wherever you are watching this today, or maybe you're even seeing on the podcast. But thank you so much for joining and tuning in today. And hopefully you've had a little bit of motivation from our Tom here today. Thank you, Tom. You've been amazing. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Ellie.